Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to Where You Not Entertained. I'm Daniel. I'm Rachel. And I'm James. And we are going to be diving into Sonic. Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog the movie. Yeah. Um, I was not excited to watch this movie. In fact, I think I voiced my concerns a few times before this became the decision. Yes. You did. Yes. Yeah. That is, that is true. <laughs> I'm glad that I was talked into it. It I, okay. So, just to clear the air, the reason why I was concerned about it was because it was like the Super Mario Bros. movie. It's on a premise that has no business being turned into a real story. Now, don't get me wrong. Mario and Sonic have had subsequent games since the beginning that have expounded on the story and changed the games dramatically. So, you know, if it was. It, a lot of this was taken from more than just the original games, but uh, the one, two and three on the Sega Genesis, but it was just one of those things that it's like a really loose premise. And to put a storyline behind it kind of felt like, unless you're a hardcore Sonic fan, um, that it would, it would need a lot of extra stuff. Then I remember rolling around, the levels and loop-de-loops going mm-hmm. really fast and releasing a whole bunch of woodland animals from an egg at the end of levels. Like that's about as much as I paid attention to Sonic is because that's pretty much how the game worked. Kind of right. like in Mario Bros. You jump yeah. on things, heads and break bricks. And yeah. I did that for eight levels. That's exactly um, what it is. Exactly. And so it just seemed like a one of those things. And then there was the whole like Sonic with teeth thing that the internet exploded about. And it was really creepy looking. And I'm glad they changed it. I think they made it look a lot more like the con- like the cart not a comic book cartoon or anything. It's a video game. A lot more like the character from the video game. Um, and it, at the same time, it didn't feel like it was cell shaded, like we were pl- in Cool World or anything like that. Right. So, um, those two things were overcome. They put it into a, a simple narrative that didn't require a ridiculous amount of uh, additional canon to be created in for the movie. Um, and they kept it sweet and simple. And the character looked good the whole time. And I, I was pretty happy with it. It wasn't terrible, which is way better than I thought it would be. We'll just yeah, <laughs> okay, um, yeah. We'll just say surprising, I guess. Um, I had heard a couple of people say that it wasn't too bad, uh, so I was kind of curious, which is why I was interested in watching it in the first place. Uh, I heard prior, the same thing. Yeah, prior to that, I I wasn't really interested. I mean, I had seen the movie posters, you know, the months prior or whatever going 
going to the theater and seeing other movies mm-hmm. uh, before that was even released and just kind of thinking, meh. If I'm bored one night and I've seen everything else. Yeah, exactly. If I've watched everything else, then yeah, maybe I'll watch this one. Um, It was, it was in the air between this and um, the one we just called the wild. Yes. Call the wild. Okay. Is the, I've watched everything else. Maybe I'll yeah. watch one of these. And, uh, and I mean, to be fair, we're three grownups without children. Yes. And so they're not exactly shooting for our demographic. So there's a barrier to overcome right then and there. Which is also kind of the interesting thing, right? Because Sonic is our generation. Yes. Which I think they made some really interesting choices in this that kind of allude to that, that they wanted to keep it lighthearted and kind lighthearted and kind of for a kid through a lot of it. But there was a good amount that was really kind of more complex and designed for an older audience. And one thing that right. I was surprised was that the main couple that's helping Sonic, the his only friends, I guess, um, don't have a kid which is something really unusual in a story like this, because usually it's the kid who introduces Sonic to the parents and they reluctantly agree. Yeah, exactly. That that didn't happen at all. I thought that was a really good move. And James Marson's amazing. He is just charming as hell and everything and putting him front and center. He was the reason why I enjoyed the movie. So for me, I really enjoy James Marsden, but my big issue is that, Childless James Marsden being incredibly charming with a cartoon character is exactly the same thing as Hop. I didn't see Hop. Yeah. Well, and so with Hop as the little bunny, you have Russell Brand. And he's so funny. And it's such a sharp, witty movie throughout. And you've also got Hank Azaria. And then when you come to Sonic, Sonic's not funny necessarily and he's not particularly charming or or any of these qualities and i just kept looking at james marsden and thinking when is you know russell brand gonna show up or some other comedian (laughs) to make this movie really fun and for me it fell flat because that's that's what i expect from james marsden it's you've picked somebody specifically that's already done one of these single cartoon character type movies yeah, I don't I didn't I didn't quite quite fall into that category. Um I I was expecting it to be more humorous than it was. I was expecting Sonic to maybe be a little a little sharper, a little wittier. Uh I was expecting maybe some of the some of the things that Jim Carrey did to be a little more funny. Honestly, um, instead of just I kind think, of awkward, <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff we're talking about right here is the one of the things I didn't like about the movie. Um, I loved Jim Carrey back in the 90s, but it's not 90s comedy anymore. And I right. very much felt like he was trying to be in the mask or Ace Ventura again. And, you know, it wasn't I didn't feel like it was terrible because it's something I would have laughed at 30 years ago. But now I just was like, meh. His whole like dance scene and running from the T-Rex and all that stuff inside of his trailer. And he was just a jerk the whole time. 
And it wasn't necessarily in a way it was funny. It was like, okay, I have, I, I hated the character from the moment he opened his mouth. You don't really need to keep it up. Yeah, right. he was super off-putting for me, but I felt like he was very underutilized. I didn't necessarily get a lot of those heavy-handed humor moments. Mm-hmm. I thought Jim Carrey could have been funnier. He could have been more dynamic. He was almost a little too toned down and not, I hesitate to say stoic, but he was almost straight faced in this exaggerated military kind of way. Yeah. 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 So I, it was like, um, it was like you bring Jim Carrey into a movie to be funny or what you would think he would be brought in the movie to be is funny because it's, it's a movie. It's a, it's a movie based on a video game. Right. So yeah, there's no like basis in reality. Sure, it has some of those some of those moments that are supposed to be heartwarming kind of moments, those kinds of things. But uh, you know, it was it was almost like Jim Carrey in the Majestic meets like uh, Jim Carrey in like Kick Ass Two or something. Yeah, yeah. you. It's you can't have your cake and eat it too, kind of with him because a lot of his humor comes from the way that he also endears you to him quickly. And when you make him an unlikable character, him acting like an idiot doesn't isn't as humorous, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's less menacing, true. which makes the <laughs> which hero, defeats the, the point, <laughs> which makes the hero's plight less valuable. So I don't know. I think you can still make somebody overly arrogant and condescending and still keep them funny and interesting and not make them just obnoxious and unlikable the whole time. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, he was supposed to be unlikable. He didn't. Yeah. He was, he was pretty obnoxious. Now, a couple right. things on him though, wardrobe and costuming spot on. Yeah. Now in the games, Dr. Robotnik was definitely a larger guy than Jim Carrey is. He's very skinny. Um, but the evolution of the mustache into the like official Dr. Robotnik mustache when he's on the mushroom planet at the end was awesome. And I didn't expect that. And the fact that his drones, you know, that they, he's called egg, he's nicknamed Eggman because of the egg drones. Um, it just all ties in really well. And then that suit he wore, I don't care if he was a jerk. I want one. That was, that was cool. (laughs) Like the red trim inside. Yeah, no. Yeah, they, the red piping was incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it. they had some really, really good things about this movie. Some things that they actually did really well. Uh, those, those being part of it, uh, mm-hmm. as well as the integration of you know Sonic into Earth life and giving, giving him a reason, like basically creating the reason for the whole movie. Right? Okay, so Sonic can be lonely, but without the Without the bar scene and the bucket list stuff, uh, you know, what do you really have? It's it's a chase it's a chase scene that's drawn out for two hours is is basically what you end up with. Right. Um so the fact that they threw those things in and did a good job with those things, I thought was done really well. It uh it made it better to actually watch the movie because of that. Uh, where I was, you know, kind of 
afraid at one point where it was like, this is just going to be, they're literally, you know, near misses driving down the freeway. <laughs> road trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Road trip with, uh, with the uh, random encounters. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, I'll say I've never played wasn't. Sonic. Okay. I, yeah. I've, I've never played really any video games. I, I've, I've done the occasional like two person game. I think I'm not <laughs> sure what you call. I'm not sure what you call it, but uh, I've never, I've never encountered Sonic really before this, aside from just pop culture references. So, I is that how it works? Do the rings transport you to other worlds? Uh, I don't know if that is something that came in later canon, but I don't remember that from the early ones like one, two, and three, which are the ones I played back on the Genesis. Um, right. I, you were collecting rings. I, I always really assumed four. <laughs> yeah, because it, I just assumed that coins would have been copyright infringement of the Nintendo, right. you know, competitor, and so rings were, you know just a different kind of coin is how I always assume they were. So I have no idea because I'm not a giant Sonic guy, like I said earlier. Um, but that did feel new to me at least. Right. Right. I think it was, I think it was an interesting way to incorporate them because you can't yeah. really have Sonic without the rings. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And it meant uh, there was a reason for him to collect all of them when they'd fall out of the pouch. And you had those moments. Plus you had kind of an explanation as to why a CG looking character is in the real world. It's because he's from basically a different planet or dimension or galaxy or something like that. It's a portal through space and possibly time. Exactly. Sure. I was just curious about that. And then also his, owl mentor and everyone being out to get him is that kind of the premise of why he's always running um that too came i i recognize (laughs) those from later iterations of the of the game in the early game you're really dr robotnik is trying to capture all the forest animals i think to turn them into robots yeah, and you're nice. basically breaking open the egg at the end of the level to let all the bunny rabbits and turtles and stuff go. So okay. and to defeat Doctor Robotnik, and that's the, I mean the real purpose is to go really fast, right? I mean the, the, that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, the video games way back in the day were very very simplistic as far as storyline goes. Yeah. Right. You know, like Mario Bros. It was free the, the direct, animals. <laughs> yeah, it was a direct competitor to Mario Bros. And so it was way more about the fun of the game than it was about the storyline. Yeah. Exactly. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the US. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. So it was it was nice that <laughs> the movie was not that simplistic. Well, yeah, wouldn't be much of a film. It would not. It would be it would be very boring. <laughs> now, one thing that I was shocked about was the fact that they called their shot in this movie. 
with all the online backlash that they got from the character model. And I mean, recently the Pokemon movie did well and it was a good video game iteration, but video game movies are not really known for being great. Um, like I've said before, Mario bros. Um, and so I was really surprised that at the end you got Robotnik on the mushroom level with the huge frizzy mustache Mm-hmm. And then in bald head. And then you also had Tails show up after the credits. Yeah. That was looking cool. for Sonic. So that was awesome. I was really hoping it was going to be like Knuckles or something like that. But Tails is pretty. Tails is the logical next one. He's yeah. probably the second most common character in the game. But- yeah. And I've, I've only seen two video game movies. And I guess one of them is not even a video game movie, actually. It's a computer game movie, but. Which one? Uh, War of the Worlds. <laughs> not, no, not, no, not War of the Worlds. World of What's Warcraft. Yeah. I was like, that's an H.G. Wells book, by the way. <laughs> well, that or one I've Orson seen well, as Orson well, Welles radio but, drama. But, yes, yeah. it didn't have Dakota Fanning in it. It was totally well, different. <laughs> World of Warcraft? Yes. Yes, I saw that okay. and I saw Assassin's Creed. But, but that's a video game movie, like, by the way. Video yes, games or computer games are a kind oh. of video game. Is that a synonymous term? See, I know nothing mm. about the yeah. gaming world. Video games are, whether you play them on computer or console, there's video games or video games. If you play Minesweeper or Farmville on your phone or Candy Crush, those are video games too. Yep. If you yeah. play it on your Nintendo DS, guess what? That. It's a oh. video game. I do have a DS, so <laughs> I, I recently have forayed into video games like a month ago. There you go. There you go. There's your introduction. <laughs> Look now at you, me now go. you need the Sonic <laughs> game so you can... Yeah, stop playing Lego games. There, um, are, there are Sonic games on the DS. Yes. Yes, there are. True. They're pretty fun, too. Know. Having seen the movie, I'm not sure that I want to play the game. <laughs> uh, like I said before, they're more about the gameplay than the story. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, and they're very fun. It is really fun to start getting going quickly and then just it snowballs into this just exploding speed. And if you don't have the right at Twitch actions at the right time, you'll smash into a wall and all your coins will fly out. Or spikes or whatever. whatever right, exactly. Fun obstacle that they've put in your way. I, I did also think it was cool that they <clears throat> incorporated the actual, the world that we're used to seeing. They did the kind of 16, yeah, the kind of 16 bit style. Oh, are you talking about in the very beginning of the movie or the like credit scene where they had the 16 bit style of like recap of the movie? Uh, No, I'm talking about in the very beginning of the movie when he's actually running around his home world. Oh, yeah. And you have like checkered, you have the checkered grassways and everything in the loop. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was really cool that they incorporated that. Absolutely. Got to have the was, origin story. Yeah, and you need to see where Sonic comes from because otherwise it's just like, oh, weird blue CG thing in human world. Right. And to see that there was a place where he fits in that feels real and natural and then he's transported to our boring world. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, instead of how did Sonic get to Earth? Yeah. Who cares? It's a way to put the character in the movie. Right. Well, now we know. Yeah. <laughs> He's been running for his life. So I think overall, I would say that it wasn't a bad movie. It was actually pretty good. It just wasn't great, 
by any form or fashion. There were things that were surprisingly good. And if I needed to watch a movie with a kid, I would be happy to watch this over Frozen for the 30,000th time. <laughs> yeah. I would say it was, I was entertained ish. Yeah. There was it made me laugh a few times for sure. I definitely laughed out loud. Yeah. I lulled. I lulled. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I did, but it was <laughs> You've seen worse. There's, yeah, I think other than Frozen, it's pretty much bottom of the pile for me. <laughs> oh, you hated Frozen? Oh, I hated Frozen. I wasn't a big fan, but I, it's also, it seems like every child that I am that my friends have uh, is just obsessed with that to this day, years later. Yeah. I still haven't watched it. I've escaped the mania. Yeah. yeah. It's not worth a watch. <laughs> it's got some good songs. It's not great. It's weird. It's got some turns that you wouldn't expect from a Disney movie, but it also, um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm Nordic and I didn't think it was that much fun. And that's kind of the whole mythology behind it. (laughs) That's why you didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. This is heresy. Somebody takes themselves too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my heritage. Anyway, I think we've exhaustedly talked about the good and the bad in Sonic. Let's talk about our favorite scenes. Yes. Yes. What was your favorite scene, Rachel? So you already talked about how much you didn't like it, but I loved Dr. Robotnik's little dance scene. Oh, okay. That was one of the few times that I actually grinned and had a good time during the whole movie. So it was just, uh, it was fun and it was energetic, which again, I didn't really find a lot of energy in the movie. So it was great. It seemed very Jim Carrey-ish. Yeah. Yes. It felt like that was his like, we paid for Jim Carrey. Let's get some Jim Carrey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fair enough. All right, Daniel, what about you, buddy? Um, my favorite scene was actually the bar scene. Okay. Um, that was so, a good one. Yeah. So they stop at the, the little corner store or whatever gas station to get some supplies and Sonic sees all the tomfoolery going on across the way and him being, you know, all alone and not really experiencing. And essentially a teenager. Yes. And not have experienced planet earth other than, you know, hiding in a small town and seeing, you know, following people around. Um, it was, it was cool. Like I said before, it was cool that they incorporated that. Because then came in the bucket list, which is, you know, a list of things that I want to do before I die. And all of the things that he wanted to do were things, all things that he could pretty much do in that bar. (laughs) Yeah. And he did. And arguably, arguably he did all of them. The only one he didn't mark off was make a friend, but. One could argue he did that. He did. Yeah, no, that's true. You could definitely say that he made a friend in the bar. So he fulfilled his entire bucket list in one go. Hooray for him. That's not bad. I mean, if anybody's (laughs) going to finish off a list fast, it's going to be Sonic. Right. (laughs) 
You're welcome for that one. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, but then also the the bar fight. I love the bar fight. Yeah, he, he was quite creative. Speed. Yeah. <laughs> it was very creative. I liked the flash aspect they gave him in the movie where it was straight up the flash. I'm going to go so fast that I can stop time and exactly. move stuff around and redirect things so that when it starts back up, I'm, I, I put myself in the best position. Yes. Which is still standing while everybody yeah. else is on the ground. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, those two things uh, really made me like that scene. So that was mine. What about yours, James? That is a tough one. I was kind of putting it off. Um, Cause I, I don't know. There were a couple of different scenes that I, that I liked, but a couple of, they, they were kind of the more heartfelt move ones that I also feel like were out of place in the movie a little bit or maybe overdone. So ultimately I kind of nailed it down onto the, uh, the chase scene on the freeway when Robotnik sends out his drone car tank, I guess is the first one that, you know, the first iteration and seeing Sonic use the power. We've only seen him first discover on the baseball field Mm -hmm. um, as a weapon and roll up as an energy ball and blow up the bottom of the tank. And then you have Robotnik stuff, basically like dark night, you know, machine where this broken tank breaks apart and a motorcycle comes out. Right. Um, But they keep the gag going and it's not just Sonic over and over and over overcoming this. I mean, he actually, Marston, whatever his name in the movie was, um, Tom hands the wheel over to Sonic and is trying to like fend off the unicycle version with, I guess the end of a flashlight or something, some sort of long stick. Um, yeah, it was Maglite. Yeah, exa- that's what I thought it might have been. Um, and so it, it was just, and it also had like Sonic kind of ta- stand on a hill as well, calling calling Tom out for leaving the hometown that was kind of the perfect life. Um, it, it was one of those grass is always greener things for Tom is what it seemed like in the movie. And that was a real turning point. It, it Sonic wasn't just going to be a pushover and he was going to have teeth. Um, no pun intended. And, <laughs> and at the same time, it, it, it f- facilitated the end of the movie. It was a very crucial part of the movie. And it showed that it wasn't just going to be Sonic fighting Robotnik that, you know, Tom had more of a role than chauffeur as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it definitely utilized the classic Top Gear principle of pickup trucks are unkillable. Yes. <laughs> right. My Even goodness. The convertibles. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it, like, it did. When it just sawed the roof off of that, I thought, God, did Jeremy Clarkson do that? Or <laughs> are we still watching Sonic? It also brought up another point that it, that just always makes me kind of wonder in movies. It's like every time a cat walks by in a movie, it meows. And I'm like, dude, cats don't do that. Um, but how they manage, everyone always seems to manage to drive across country into a major town with a completely destroyed car and they don't get pulled over. Right. I promised yeah. you, if I was driving around in a pickup truck with a giant blue hedgehog with no top and almost bullet holes all over the side of it, 
I probably would be stopped a couple times to figure out what's going on. You would at least be ticketed for no windshield. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or review mirrors or you know, <laughs> yeah, lots of things. things that make the vehicle safe. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by the no way, <laughs> you're a national fugitive, too. So they might have seen your face. You're all over the news. And it's not like you're going to be hiding in the car very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's the one. But God forbid. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> You have to. You've got to do it. And that you make it the whole way, no matter what state the vehicle's in. Right. Oh, well, it's California. If it breaks down, it's going to break down in the town. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It always breaks down as soon as you pull up to your final destination. (laughs) It literally dies as like a rolling stop to the driveway you were going. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) End of the vehicle. I did like that. Do you think your sister would mind if I took her car? Yeah. Yes, I think she would mind. No. uh, Tika Sumter and James Marston, Maddie and Tom had great chemistry. I loved those two together. I thought they were amazing. Yes. And I never understood why her sister was quite so negative. She was. Yeah. She, was, she, she was, hated him. She hated Tom. She's mean for no reason. I think you just, they, it was good to have a little tension because that's how you get funny jokes like that. I suppose so. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they had tried it where she wasn't and they felt that it was just flatter. Right. We need her to be mean and we need Sonic to have new teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mission accomplished. This is what the focus <laughs> groups told us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then I think that about wraps it up for Sonic. Anything else you guys want to touch on last minute? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, hopefully you guys did enjoy Sonic at least a little bit, and hopefully you enjoyed our episode on it a whole lot more. If you did, please go online and like and subscribe and join us next time on Were You Not Entertained? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.